What up? It's DJ and Seth, and you're listening to Theme Music to a Podcast. going off it just finished so i don't know if you can hear the little the, the little song popping oh yeah my dog too i'm like man shut up i'm still in the middle of my show i'm not ready to get up yet <laughs> it's like it's like a pleasant tune yeah it is no, we, I, th- I think we got the same one we're just kind of just it's like a little chime you can yeah, make yeah. a little beat to it in your head yeah, <laughs> yeah that's funny <clears throat> well what's up man how's everything going uh, everything's good mostly um yeah, my, my little brother came over last night talking about cryptocurrencies and I'm trying mm. to talk about music with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was... about, he gets mad because he really wants me to be like a huge Isaiah Rashad fan. I'm like, dude, I like Isaiah Rashad. I have no problems with this. His yeah. rap. He's a great rapper. I was like, yeah. just when the, when Sunstar Raid came out in 2016, it was tough competition. That was a good year for music. Yeah, yeah well, there was. I was, yeah. I was looking, I was like, damn, Malibu came out, you know, mm-hmm. that year. I was still probably listening to uh, Tetsuo on Youth and still probably listening to, to Pepper Butterfly. Like, that's mm-hmm. a, you, you can't go against that. Yeah, that was a very dense year. Yeah. Some stuff yeah. lost in translation. Yeah. Not for you. Um, I just put him on to Freddie Gibbs after that all night. Like, man, you need to listen to Alfredo mm-hmm. and Bandana. Like, these are classic albums to me. This is going to yeah. be a special, special time for Gibbs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I need to go back and, um, I haven't ran back bandana in a while, but it's probably time. So I sent you that link of um, the new Madlib joint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to the clips on YouTube and, um, whoa, that's a, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. So I had to cop that for sure. I, I bought the, um, the part of my French one mm-hmm. that they just released. And that was kind of tight. Um, the vinyl, the, the, the cover is, <clears throat> is like, I want to hang it up on my wall just because it's really nice artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of common for them but um yeah i don't know what this new one sounds like with fortet or whatever um so i need to check that out um, yeah so uh what were, you, what were you you were yeah man um been a good week for me as well uh tried to get into some new music um i don't really know if this was like the week that had a lot of new music but um I did run back and play some Lupe. I ran back and played some, um, got into a little Dilla Groove as well. Uh, okay. Definitely ran, yeah, definitely ran through some MF Doom that I hadn't really checked out in a while. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice to see a lot of other, you know, outlets and things like that kind of playing some tributes to Doom. So that was really cool. Yeah, my uh, friend from my school, David, had sent me um, just like a mix of a bunch of different stuff. I don't, he's one of those ones that like, I don't know if he ever really likes doing like that, but apparently so. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little playlist on YouTube. Yeah. It's kind of run through some old tracks. I was hearing that the uh, the Doom, um, there's like a documentary on YouTube that's about like an hour long. Okay. Um, that apparently is really good. Um, okay. I don't um, know if it's fan made or if it's put out by like an official team or whatever, but apparently it's pretty good. So. Yeah. I watched a few um, interviews and stuff that he had done. They're really interesting. Mm. I think I sent you some of those. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. 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 What do you want to uh, get into today? 
Um, I I think the the big thing was like talking about kind of top five like influential songs. So not necessarily the best songs you ever heard, mm-hmm. songs that really hit you or or moved you and like influenced how you think about music today, maybe and and potentially life, right? So just top five influential songs, and even that could probably change week to week, right? But mm-hmm. you know, this week, what what kind of stood out to you? <laughs> was right. the question that we uh you know planned for a little bit right so all right cool 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 um i'll let you kick it off then let you kick it off <laughs> all right all right well the first one i have here is um mf doom uh mad villainy accordion mm. uh, mad villain yeah good track it's a uh, it's a, it's a very kind of dense lyrical song. It's very foreboding, I would say. That's what I love about it, is it sounds like the antithesis of everything else that was out around that time regarding like, just kind of, you know, when it came out, it's kind of like a, what, what, what pop rap was sounding like, it was kind of the opposite of all that stuff. There's no hook on it. There's um, this weird accordion sample. There's like, the lyrics are are non sequitur, you know. So it just really stood out to me at that time as something that was completely different than what you were hearing on the radio, what you were hearing, you know, um, people talking about a lot. Uh, and it really opened my eyes a lot to just how how you know rap could be in a way, especially especially you know around that time. What? So, uh... What specifically about the song? So, like, I mean, yeah, you got to do some specifics, but like, yeah. is there like a tune or a bar or anything like that that sort of like stands out to you? <laughs> uh, one of the things is at the end of it, right? Um, man, I, I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Um, <laughs> the living and true gods, giving y'all nothing but the lick like two broads. Got more lyrics in that church, got ooh lords. And he hold the mic at your attention like two swords yeah, or even yeah, with man. two blades on it. And yeah. you don't touch the mic like it's AIDS on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then when he gets to, that's why he bring his own needles and get more cheese and Doritos, Cheetos, or Fritos. Slip like Freudian. Your first and last step to playing yourself like accordion. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I like that. <laughs> um, what year was that when I came out? This song came out... Um, 2004. Yep. 2004. And so, <laughs> is there any other like um, production on that? I guess like by anybody else. Like what's it's the, whole... the Madlib beat? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know where the samples come from or anything like that, but mm. could look that up definitely. But Ooh. it just sets off the tone of the album too, and it sets yeah. off. Um, what album was it on again? Mad Villainy. Mad Villainy. Yeah. <clears throat> It's it's the intro, the first track on there. Not the intro. They have the um, the little skit at the beginning. All right. Uh, but it's it's the first track on there and kind of just starts. It lets you know how the album's gonna sound, right? You're gonna hear the rest of it. It's gonna sound like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, All right. But then there's cartoon references in there, and that always you know I like cartoons and stuff. That kind of resonated with me is like talking about Dick Dastardly and Muttley laughing. Yeah. Because <laughs> he laughs like, 
Uh, it's it's funny and it's foreboding, like I said, and kind of like menacing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good pick. I dig that. I dig that. Um, I guess it's on me. Yeah. What you got? So the first one on my list is um, the world is below the heavens. Um, I think it's like part one and two by Blue and Exile off of the album um, Below the Heavens. So this is like okay. this is like the sort of like the outro track. I guess not really the outro, but it's like towards the end of the album. Is it the outro? No, it's not the outro. It's like number 13. Um, then, but I guess then there were a bunch of like bonus tracks towards the end, but it kind of starts to round off the end of the album. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, production by Exile. Okay. Um, so what did it for me on this one, first off, uh, Below the Heavens is like, it's in my top 10 albums, personal top 10 albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this album. And I actually caught this album late. I think you told me about it early, like right on time, but I caught it when I mean like it caught a stride with me late. Um, I think there was a lot of stuff dropping around that time. Like Yeah, 2007-ish. Like a big year, right? Like yeah. a lot of those dudes that were on, I think it, he was on the XXL cover too. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but like a lot of dudes on that cover were dropping a lot of cool stuff. So yeah, it was yeah very dense time. So yeah, yeah. packed, packed <laughs> year. But after the fact, this one definitely caught my ears. Um, and like, I think, so like the whole concept as I took it at least, cause I think all of this stuff is sometimes it's up for interpretation, but as I took it, this whole concept of like living below the heavens, um, which you would think of as, you know, just living on earth, living on in, in our main life or whatever, right? But yeah. he, um, so like the very first verse when it comes in, he's like, I'm trying to get to this place that my grandpa told me about as a child. He told me only if you can make it and the faithless ain't allowed, be a star at your gang and aim above the clouds. And if you miss, you'll at least be amongst your own crowd. So like mm. those four opening <laughs> bars where he's like kind of yeah, talking yeah. about, you know what I'm saying? Like just, you might as well go for it. You might as well shoot for it. What's the worst that can happen if you miss? I mean, at least you're amongst the other common folk who also are missing their shots and who are, you know, it's, there's, there's no, sure. uh, yeah. And so, and then he rounds it off like at the end of, um, like at the end of at the end of the song, he kind of rounds it off and says, um, you know, some people call it hell, but bro, I just say I'm below the heavens. And so he goes through this whole, you know, like analogy of how you could think of, you know, heaven and then earth and then hell, but he's kind of he's kind of blending the two. Right, because there's there's gonna yeah. be some bad things that happen in life, and you know, you know, some people say like, oh, I'm in hell, but I just say, oh, I'm below the heavens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. And so that <laughs> just at that point in time, you know, two thousand. Yeah, and then at that at that point in time, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, you know, school's ending, and you're starting careers and all type of stuff. Like it was kind of perfect timing. So. Yeah, yeah, that's my no, first that. choice. Yeah, that's my first choice, and and of course the production by Exile is just fantastic. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting that um, I have some songs that are more like meaningful to me like that on this on this list too. Mm -hmm. But I, the first one I picked was I think it's because you know Doom just passed. Yeah, um, but also it's more of an abstract inspiration to me than mm -hmm. this one is a little more literal, which is super interesting. Yep. I, I like that song a lot too. It's great. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. What you got? So next one for me is really about the person 
I had to get something from uh, from him on here, but <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite albums, and I and I struggled and went back and forth on this one. Uh, but it's one by Ghostface Killer off of Supreme Clientele, mm-hmm. and this is like to me um, quintessential Wu Tang, like. Ghostface, one of the one of the best songs they ever made. Uh, RZA didn't do this beat, I don't believe. I think the dude who made this beat was like his barber, and this is the only beat he ever made, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a super interesting story behind it too. But um, the chorus on here, hey yo, the devil planted fear inside the black babies. Fifty cent sodas in the hood, they going crazy. Dead meat placed on the shelves, we eat cold cuts. Fast from the hog, y'all, and grow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then he just talking shit, you know, mostly. Um, but there's like you know some 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 uh, goodness sprinkled in there too, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just classic Ghostface right here. And then at the end, <laughs> they do this little thing: Wu Tang, Team F, and the motherfucking joint. We all connect as one. The sample hits. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> How many uh, blunts? We gonna smoke more than one at a time, mm-hmm. <laughs> so nice. like that. It's funny, yeah. Um, when did that one come out? Uh, believe it's two thousand. Yep, two thousand. Okay. So it wasn't a single. So it came out when the album dropped. I guess they might have had like a B side or something on. You well, know, I don't know. Maybe it was a single. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, it's it's a great song though. It's uh, I think that part of it too is just how, how what it meant for the clan's um, kind of legacy also when that album came out because he had he had Iron Man before obviously, um, but they, I don't want to say they were like going through a slump, but people didn't think that Ghostface was going to be able to do this. He had just gotten out of jail, um, and I think Rizzo lost all his his beats in that flood. And they had to recreate this album. Um, there was a bunch that they had to recreate because of that flood in his basement. But um, it just like came back and it's like, you know, Tank Clan is still still got it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it definitely cemented uh, their legacy in a lot of ways at that point in time. Mm-hmm. All right. And Wu-Tang is forever, so. <laughs> of course. Good pick. Good pick. I like that one. Uh, it's on me. So um, number two for me is I'm going to roll with theme music to a drive-by by Lupe Fiasco. So mm. also the inspiration to the podcast title. What? What? How'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, theme music to a, theme music to a drive-by. Um, I want to say you introduced me to this one for sure. Um, I think... I think this was the original intro for um, Food and Liquor before, like, this is on like, the leaked version of Food and Liquor, right? So, yeah. I think this is yeah. the original intro that it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, but it ended up on sorry. Like, the. I listened yeah. to that shit. Oh, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it was on the original, the leaked version. And then when the new version came out, it was replaced with, um, you know, the current intro and real. And those, that was like the full. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that leak that that leak version of Food Liquor was nuts too because the original version of Pressure was stupid. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, I like the original version way better personally, but we don't yeah, need to talk about that another time. Yeah, that's another day. That's another day. Um, so theme music to a drive-by. Um, what is it that does it for me? Um, so, like, this is this is one of those things um, where I started to understand like like there's levels to rhyming. You know what I'm saying? Can you hear my background? Is it, no. is it loud on my back? Okay. Um, this is where I started to understand that there's like different levels to rhyming um you know i had always paid attention to lyricists for the most part but it was more in like the pattern and the cadence of their rhymes and then you know lupe comes on the scene and uh there's different levels to like multi-layered metaphors and you know multi-layered stories and multi-layered meanings and then you know this was one of those songs that i think i heard it once and then it wasn't even like after the plays went that I started to catch other, you know, rhyme schemes or whatever. But it was like as the years went and I just started absorbing different parts of culture. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, oh, now I get what he means by, you know, just different, just different things. Um, one of the bars that did it, I think it was like the extended, the extended way of just kind of talking about somebody smoking. Right. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, killers and distributors of the cane. They dismember was of switches, then refill it with the Jane. Then they tilted mm -hmm. and they lit it with the flame light. Like that whole, that, I don't know. So that whole like scheme oh, yeah. kind of showing somebody opening up a switcher, you know, you dismember it, you put the joint in there, you know, like, yeah. that was beautiful. And then he follows up with, he follows up with evil minded light crane, which yeah. is the Ninja Turtles. Really. Right. Come on. <laughs> Evil minded like Crane, they became they deranged like a rover that I rode that was arranged that I drove, but I was a little bit older. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. So there's like that's a great song. I put a couple of my buddies onto that song too. And like even, you know, I've got a I got a friend who like even himself, like he said, like I'm not a big, you know, lyricist person. He's more like on the production of things. That's what that's that that's like his his lane. But even him, like I put this on, I put put him onto this song and he was like. You know, this is nuts. Like even he could appreciate it. Somebody who's not really into lyrics like that. So yeah. um I don't know for sure. Yeah, I mean I guess I could assume that this was soundtrack on the um production. Probably I yeah, I assume, but I don't I don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know for sure. But I would assume this is a soundtrack oh. on the production. Yeah. Um <laughs> when in doubt with Lupe, probably soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, and that's also I love the line when they was on back of a nickel like Monticello in the underworld had to be smarter than Donatello. <laughs> yeah, so like I didn't get it at first. I kind of got it. Yeah. But you know, like it just kind of it just kind of flowed because right at this moment he's kind of rhyming um inside of the beat, for lack of a better mm -hmm. or you know, a better term for that. So it's like inside of the beat. So it's just flowing, it's just music, it's just sounding good. And then, you know, after like the fifth and sixth listen, it's like, oh on the back of a nickel, but we know what nickel he's talking about, right? Like we know yeah, yeah. those <laughs> nickel dimes, but yeah. yeah. So just the multi-layered um, rhyme schemes and metaphors. Uh, that one really, that one, that, I think, I would almost say that this song in particular just made me start paying attention to lyrics a lot more, so. Yeah, yeah, that's, for that's sure, for sure. That's, that's where I'm going for number two. It's a great song, it's a great yeah. song, and it's not on my list because I I took my Lupe pick a different way, but I'll, yeah. I'll get to that one in a moment. All right. Um, 
my third song is Heart of the City, Jay-Z. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Blueprint's my favorite Jay-Z album for many okay. reasons. And to me, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. It's probably, and this is probably my favorite song on it. Um, the beat's perfect. Kanye production mm-hmm. uh, and the bars are potent sharp uh, I, one of the, the best lines that sticks out to me and I say it all the time still right um, it's just about I'll, I'll go through the line real quick uh, what you mad male shouldn't be jealous that's a female trait what you mad because he pushed dimes and he's so weight y'all don't know my expenses I gotta buy bigger plates <laughs> and more baggies why y'all Aggie respect the game that should be it what you eat don't make me shit where's the love Mm, (laughs) (laughs) what you eat don't make me shit that's um one of my favorite rap lines ever just like it's not not even like super clever i don't know but i guess it's clever Mm -hmm. i don't know if he even made it up that might be a saying from like oheads i don't know but the way he put it together and dropped it in there it's perfect it just tells me like you know what everybody else is doing doesn't make me anything unless I make it, mm-hmm. you know, have an impact on me, right? Like somebody's mad at me about, you know, whatever, like, oh, that's, that's, I'm sorry, that's that's on you, right? Or mm-hmm. if somebody else is making more money than me on something, okay, cool, but that doesn't make me anything. I'm still, I gotta still do me, right? It's a, it's a lesson that you can carry every day. Mm-hmm. Whatever everybody else is eating, don't make you shit. <laughs> And then it's, yeah. a, and of course, there's a double entendre, right? It doesn't make me shit just because you know, whatever you eat, you know, yeah. So. Double, double entendre? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. And production. That's, Who's production on that? That's Kanye. It was meant for DMX, as well, apparently, the, the legend, as immortalized in um, Last Call. <laughs> mm. All right. Yeah. And that was on the blueprint. 2001 September 11 2001 I knew that I'm just I'm just stating that for the listeners. I know I'm just <laughs> no 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 yeah. all right man I remember buying that album on September 11th that was crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't buy it on September 11th but I had a homeboy in school who um was like raving about it I remember and um yeah for sure <laughs> it was funny because like obviously something else happened that day right mm-hmm. but i still was like i'm going to the mall after this after school <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to sam goody and i'm covering this album <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah. big big choice big choice um what's that three for you that's three, that's three. Are- all right where am i going with number three um, all right, number three for me, because I got Blue Below the Heavens first, with Bay second. I'm going to roll with, um, you know what? I'm going to roll with In Love With My Money by Chameleon and Paul Wall. Let's take it down south yeah. for a second. Yeah. Um, and let me say that, you know, you've said it a few times, like I put you on X, Y, or Z, but you definitely put me on to, to Cam. Yeah. And yeah, 
<laughs> so, so this is yeah this is definitely like i mean obviously these are all personal picks but this is one that you know somebody listening might be like all right these are good picks and you're like, what you're gonna go to community and fall off let me tell you why <laughs> No, no, so, no, no. Like yeah. Millionaire and Paul Wall. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so this is like, <laughs> you know, there's some extra context. Um, in love with my money. This was high school for me. Um, you know, I had just gotten my first car. You know what I mean? And of course, your first car, your first thing that you want to do is put some some sound in it. Um, and <laughs> yeah. And one of the, I remember after I got my speakers, this was the first thing I put on. This is the very first thing that I put on because <laughs> I wanted to hear like how it sounded and it was rap. Like I was hooked. Um, you had this amazing hook by Camillionaire. You had these two verses by Camillionaire and Paul Wall. Uh, this is off of their mixtape, um, Get Your Mind Correct, which was, you know, this, 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 this mixtape made the source. It was one of the highest selling mixtapes at the time. And they were independent. They were assigned to a label, um, so it meant a lot for like Houston and just Texas culture, and you know, in particular. But uh, it was just a banger, right? Yes. It was produced by Mr. Lee. Um, that was kind of part of that whole crew down there in Houston. Um, I don't think there were any, you know, what I'm saying, like, I don't think there were any particular verses that stood out. Um, it was just the flow of the song. Like, it just had this hook. Um, mm -hmm that was like real catchy and you know of course you had like during this community and paul wall era you had to have the regular version and you had to have the screw version so like the screw yeah, version yeah. just <laughs> even, even more um <laughs> but you know community came in you can catch me squeezing grains sitting crooked on these's swings color changing lizard he's insane your woman missing then he's to blame <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> like yeah. uh yeah community came in it was real smooth um, Paul Wall did his thing on this too. Um, you know, I've always appreciated yeah. Paul Wall's bars, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think this is. This we'll is have to do a Paul Wall retrospective one day too. <laughs> yeah, because Paul Wall, low key, high key, just smoking people on features. You know, on yeah, um, yeah. on Drive Slow, he went nuts on Drive Slow. Even after the fact, like when you go back to Drive Slow now, Paul Wall snapped on that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was crazy. <laughs> That's um, a good pick. Yeah. I had nothing. I mean, I think I heard it late because you were, you know, the only when I moved here to Texas, only only Houston person I really knew was Flip and Scarface, mm -hmm. right? Like, um, and Ghetto Boys. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. I didn't even know really about UGK that much until yeah. Pimpin. So, speaking of, it was a whole new world a, to me. Yeah, it was supposed to be a UGK or or Bun B versus Eight Ball MJG versus. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be tuned into that because that eight ball MJG era was, yeah, that was my thing. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, number three for me, in love with my money, Paul Wall and Camino, off the Mike Brecht album mixtape. There we go. Great pick, great yeah. pick. All right, so <laughs> all right, so my this is my Lupe pick, and right. it's he say she say off of Food and Liquor. Mm. Uh, this song. Okay. It's one of the most like emotional songs I ever heard for me, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you know what it's about, but for those who might not be aware, it's about, uh, there's two verses in it, and it's essentially about uh, a single mother raising a son. And um, both verses are the same, and the only thing that switch up is the pronouns. Yep. And it was so like creative to me and beautiful because like, 
you could be mad and say it's lazy, but no, he he turned this simple concept into an entire song that really like to drive that point home about how not having a father around can impact a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it kind of hit me on two levels because I mean I didn't have my father around that much, so like it was you know I kind of felt the feels about that, right? But mm-hmm. it, it came out I was um, just got into college and and my I left my brother at home, right? I had to go do my thing. And I could see how it impacted my brother, right? That I had, that was still with my mom, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I was kind of like that father figure to him in a lot of ways, um, if I may <laughs> throw that on myself, you know? Yeah. But uh, but it, it just made me think about him a lot, you know, and, and our relationship and we're, you know, we're still cool to this day, obviously we we, we joke and we have uh, fun together, but um, yeah, this song just really, really hit me in those ways, but um even how he starts it off, I want you to be a father. I'm your little boy, and you ain't even bother. Like brother without the Arab, and I'm starting to harbor. Cool on food for thought, but for you, I'm a starver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting to use red markers on my work. My teachers say they know I'm much smarter, but I'm hurt. I used yeah. to have my homework in first, like I was the classroom starter. Come on. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people, you know, can put themselves like in that moment of that verse that first verse you know yeah yeah like from just from a like a like a retrospective sort of perspective like i think i think a lot of people can put themselves in that moment where it's like you know i can i can sense other people around me being concerned about me for whatever reason it is yeah um yeah and just the 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 stance of like the mom is telling you know the ex or whatever like no this is fucked up right like he's struggling now because you're not taking the time um but then for the kid to have the same be able to articulate the same feelings right in the story at least and say it in the same way and recognize and appreciate the mother you know in the story um but there's also i mean if i'm not mistaken plays into the whole concept with the cool right because the the i think the um which is like the ongoing <laughs> uh, sort of story, I guess, if you will, that Lupe's been telling across, especially on the cool, you know, but through multiple albums, there's still songs that sound like, you know, oh, he's talking about the streets or he's talking about my cool young history or he's talking about the game, right? So there's these different different aspects. And I think this is meant to be like the starting point to that whole saga, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is also has a has a thread through all, all a lot of his music. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Before. Yeah. When everybody asks me, like, if somebody asks me, like, "Hey, what should I listen to?" I'm like, "Lupe Fiasco." He said, "She said." Well, they point them there first. It's, it's yeah. It's a it's a go to song for if somebody that doesn't like rap or or is curious about what I like to listen to, I put yeah. them on that song. Yeah. All right. All right. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's that's that is a good like. Uh, Lupe Primer, like even if it doesn't address like mixtape Lou and all this stuff, that one is a good, well-rounded. Here, here's what Lupe is about. Here's what his discography is. Probably, you know, you'll you'll find touches of this in every type of album that he's made. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very literary song too, right? Like yeah. it's a it's a poem, you know. Yeah, um, I believe soundtrack did that beat. I could be wrong about that. And that's off of Food and Liquor. Food and Liquor. Yeah. Oh, 
I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Um, all right. Good pick, man. Um, let's see. Number four for me. I'm going to roll with Mighty O by Outcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mighty O. Yeah, Mighty O by Outkast. Um, this is off of the Idlewild soundtrack. Um, yeah. Super slept on. Wow. Agreed. That's <laughs> what I was that. about to say. Yeah. I play that a lot. Ooh, I play that a lot. Still. Um, still. Yeah. <laughs> this is off the Idlewild album. Uh, this is produced by Organized Noise. Um, let's see. Idlewild. Well, I guess we can get right to it. So, Andre 3000 went absolutely nuts on his verse. Um, The reason that this is one of those influential sort of songs for me, um, it's like, I mean, I think you've heard instances where Andre sort of like just talks his shit, right? Where he's just talking. Yeah, yeah. uh, The level that he's at. But this is one of those (laughs) that, I think it was like in relation to the movie, but it's felt really like independent of just like how he's thinking of his own skill set in relation to the rest of you know like his um hip-hop peers right so yeah um, he was getting a lot of flack off coming off of love below yeah i don't want to say flack but people were like you know yeah oh okay broke up and i'm not you know it was kind of addressing that in the best way right and you know the first couple bars you ain't a hater can't tell even wish me well, go to hell or go to yell. Study human behavior so that you know who the hell you're dealing with. They nutty, but the study gonna unveil. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Andre is nuts, man. But like, so yeah, he goes, yeah. he goes through this kind of, you know, this wordplay. Um, he he mentions, you know, in some of the bars, he mentions things like "eat up whatever rapper," but I'm tangled in my cord. Huh, bored. Kind of like a knight with the sword <laughs> without dragon to battle. So I'm running from a shadow. So like, who's yeah. left? I have all the power when it comes to these, you know, this wordplay. Who's, who's yeah. going to, who's going to, who's going to give me any sort of competition? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm a knight yeah, with the yeah. sword without a dragon to battle. So I'm, so I'm running from my shadow. I'm run- it's only me. I'm all- it's only me against me. Who else? Yeah. 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 And I think at the time, That's I want to say at the time, I want to say there was like, I don't know if maybe this was around the time when like the whole King of the South thing was, um, it was still kind of floating around like who's the King of the South and you know yeah Ti and you know Flip was fading out talking his noise with that and there was still ludicrous. questions around like Ludacris and yeah like yeah yeah and you know Rick Ross and all these other type of people and Andre sitting here like <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah yeah how does this not <laughs> I'm the king. Even he even finished off. Um, he even finished off the bar. He said, um, "Start a new life and all that wrong you do will make it right." But hell, all the dream. I wear the crown. I'm king. Respect is mandatory. End of the story. Go fly a kite. Category <laughs> category ain't got none. You know I'm right. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 But like, and the reason this did something for me was like. That um, we've heard, you know, we heard Jay Z slick talk. We heard everybody just kind of slick talk. Mm-hmm. But like, I never really heard Andre get to the shits like this. I don't think. I mean, yeah. I probably did. I just didn't recall it. It didn't, and it, or at least it didn't stand out to me like Mighty O did. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And uh, yeah, so Mighty O just that was a moment where I was like, ooh, I can sort of embody this. I can 
you know, he'll help you start kind of feeling yourself. And yeah, 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 yeah. This is one of those that kind of always got me hyped. And um, yeah, this is a good one. So my number four is Mighty Yo by Outcast for sure. And yeah, without Great you know, I know it doesn't. I mean, a lot of the times it gets lost. Big Boy Snap too for sure. Like Big Boy oh, definitely. Yeah. Went off. It's just oh, yeah. Yeah. it's just that 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 Andre three thousand verse just yeah that did it right there. So yeah, yeah. There's um. You know, there's certain songs where I think where I think Big Boy comes harder than Dre too, mm-hmm. but there's some songs, especially if it's if it, it depends on what they're talking about at any given time, also, right? Like Big Boy might be better suited to talk about one thing than Dre might be better suited to talk about another thing. So that's mm-hmm. definitely part of it. Um, no, I I appreciate that song a lot and, and greatly agree with everything you said. Um, the other thing about it too was like. It was, I think that was 2006. So Wayne's on his mixtape run, right? You know, or finishing that up, running into Carter two, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, talking about I'm the best rapper alive since the best rapper retired. You know, so it, it it's definitely relevant to to that whole era, and not just I mean the King of the South stuff, but also like, you know, who's who's best rappers, you know. And then there was like even the whole you know, rumor that they were kind of taking shots at each other on this song, right? Because mm-hmm. there's that part that says, um, the study going to veil my relative in jail, ha, huh? stay engaged. To whatever make money, now he married to that cage. Yeah. Divorce is not an option and prenuptial is void. So it's <laughs> like, you could like you could say that he was talking about Big Boy because, you know, Big Boy was doing a lot of that kind of rapping for the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like making sure that he kind of stayed on the good in the good graces of like the label. And so, you could say that Andre would say that he was, you know, my relative in jail. Like he's he's stuck. He's locked into the game. Like he has no out. Yeah, so, yeah. Good song, man. I yeah. That's that's in my right there. There's a lot of great songs on that album too. I think overall. Um, I mean, you can say what you want about the movie. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I like it came on TV. I played it again. That's it. Yeah, yeah it's not. I, I let it rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So last song for me. This is my wild card song. This is the one right. people are like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> but uh, it's Nelly, Steal the Show. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. And I mean, I think all, you know, it's got all the same lunatics on it. Maybe not Key One. I know, I know Ali's on it, Murphy Lee and City Spud. Uh, Key One's on it too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some good, good bars from especially Murphy Lee and, and Ali, I think they, they had some some great, um, you know, the rhyme schemes and metaphors and stuff. But the reason this song stands out to me, and it really was part of what made me a Nelly fan, is the melody, you know? We were talking about this last week, right? And to me, Nelly is the, uh, again, not the only one that ever brought melodies to raps, but my humble opinion, you know, he pushed that style out and then you get 50 Cent, you know, who's mm-hmm. melodic and you get uh, eventually Drake, right? So there's a through line there for me. Ja Rule. Ja, ja Rule. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, he was, his voice wasn't melodic enough though. So yeah, he's trying and he might've even been, I mean, he's definitely before Nelly, but he wasn't actually hitting notes, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Nelly. <laughs> so he starts his verse Watch me load up the ammo, cock it back slow. 
in the back door, infrared low. Hey, Tell me something that I don't already know. Like, which one of these closets contain cash flow? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that little, that little uh, melody on that shit, it was mm-hmm. tight. And the bars are cool, you know? So it just, it's a, it opened a new door in rap um, for me, at least. Like, yeah. hearing him and like, okay, he's got, he's, he's not a, bad rapper by any means you know and he and he's bringing like this fun sing song he kind of flowed to it you know and that was kind of one of the epitomes of that to me was still the show that verse because mm-hmm. i don't i'm surprised more people don't sample nelly and make songs out of that shit honestly like yeah i wonder i wonder if he's been sampled i mean i'm sure he has i'm just i think know. in a couple more years we're gonna see that shit yeah because <laughs> you could probably make a lot of hooks out of some nelly hooks. yeah <laughs> No, for sure. Well, um, and what album was that off of again? That was on Country Grammar. Country Grammar. Yeah, so that did be um, um, it's like track five or something. Mm-hmm. I right. guess that came out in two thousand or ninety nine. Yeah, because I remember that was freshman year mm-hmm. in college for me. I mean, high school for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. We're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a good pick. I like that. So run back through your five right quick. So it's um okay, accordion, mm-hmm. one by Ghostface, Heart of the City, Jay-Z, um, He Say She Say by Lupe, mm-hmm. and then Steal the Show with Nelly. All right. Solid five, man. I like those. Don't ask me next week because it might be different. Yeah. No, same <laughs> I think mine's different. slightly different. Yeah. Um <laughs> All right, cool. So to round mine out, number five, I think I'm going to roll with uh, Mac Miller and Fonte, I'll Be There. Yes. Off of, uh, so this was Mac Miller's song called I'll Be There featuring Fonte. Uh, this is off of the Best Day Ever album mm. by Mac Miller. Produced by Beans and Cornbread. I'm not really familiar with this. <laughs> Either way. I never heard it. But it jammed. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, this was a good song. Um, I played it a lot uh, around 2011, um, going into 2011. Um, the reason is because I actually danced to this song at my wedding with my mom. So, you know, when you do that dance, like with your parent, or with your mom or whatever, yeah, um, yeah. my mom and my stepmom were there and I ended up dancing with both of them on each verse. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so like the song is kind of just, you know, this is a song with, um, Mac Miller talking about his mom. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's very like, hey mama and, you know, Kanye, Kanye's mama song. Like it's it's kind of that-esque for the most part. Every rapper had a had a mama song, yeah. Yeah, everybody has had, every rapper has to have a mama song. You got to thank your mom. Like what's, what's, what's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this one was just kind of one of those, uh, you know, feel good songs, no really bars in, in particular, but um, yeah, you know, Max is kind of getting it off about his mom. Like he's just talking, um you know talking about how much he loves his mom how much how much his mom did for him mm-hmm. um you know how much he would do for his mom and you know identify with that right like everybody yeah. kind of stands with their mom for the most yeah. part you do anything for her and vice versa right like moms will just moms just rule the world they're just great people yeah um and then they had fonte on the hook fonte just really smashed that hook um which he's known to do yeah which he's known to do he's really known to kind of body a hook um but um, yeah, so that's number five for me. Um, no real deeper meaning there. It was just a good song. Like yeah. I said, I, I danced to it at my wedding. 
uh, that was my pick because I, you know, everybody kind of picks the boys to men mama song or yeah, something yeah. like that. Like I, I kind of went a little left of mine. And if you go to a real thug wedding, you get Tupac, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with me, I kind of had to, you know, make it a little bit left, and uh, yeah, definitely went with the. Um, I'll be there by Mac Miller featuring Fonte off the best day ever album. Dope, dope, dope. That's really five. So to run back through my five. Um yeah. mine were blue, below the heavens. Um number two was theme music to a drive by by Lupe. Number three was um Mario by Outcast. Um actually no. And then I had um In Love with My Money, Paul Wall and Chameleonaire. Yes, sir. And then rounding it out with Mac Miller featuring Fonte, I'll be there. That's what's up. That's what's yeah, up. Good, good list. Yeah, good list. Good. Yeah. While doing this list, I kind of like, I ended up listening back to, it's weird with, with, with music, right? Like it's, it's so nostalgic. Like you can hit a, you can turn a song on and it'll put you right into a moment. Yeah. Right? Like I, I put on, you know, Millionaire and Paul Wall and I instantly went to sitting in my like 94 colors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. just wanted to turn it up loud and hit the bass hit and then, you know, listening to the Lupe joint, like I felt like I was back in college. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like those early years in college. And so, um, yeah. So putting this, listening to these songs was really fun. Uh, and it made me go back and listen to like years of music. So like I went back and specifically put on stuff from like 2006 and 2007. It's fun to like just, Type in those years into Google or whatever, and just kind of see what hip hop came remember. out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just yeah. kind of play a song. Yeah, yeah. That Speaking of that, I'm gonna go on record and say 2005 was a very slept on year in hip hop. Okay. Yes. Um. So I can't recall like off the top of my head, but tell me, tell me what's making you think that for like off that, and we'll and we'll save this topic for like, you know, the slept on years of hip hop. But tell me what you're thinking. I mean, not all of these came out in 2005, but they were ramping up coming out in 2006 um, or had just come out the year before in 2004. So I think 2005 is the year I'm thinking of. But I mean, Little Brother, Lupe, uh, Outcast Idlewild was out. Um, Common, just coming off of Finding Forever, I believe. Okay. Um, I mean, College Dropout's 2004, right? Or 2003? Uh, 2004, yeah. Um, just, this is off the top of my head, right? Like, okay, in thirty seconds. But there's there's more. There's there's a lot more that came out that in those that three year span. Okay, four, five, six. If you want to be gangster and throw seven in there, it's a great little little run. It was a great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I feel like I feel like in two thousand five. Uh, I feel like there's some Wale in there with like a mixtape or something too. Maybe not. Or maybe just, maybe, maybe he was cool. more like seven or eight. Maybe not two thousand nine because that was he was coming up with like the, the blue run, the currency run. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, all right, that's uh, right. Around that time. All I right, think. we're gonna we're gonna dig back into that year. You said two thousand five. Let me let me double check on the year. I think it is one year. It's in the middle of it, and all the stuff that came before it was fire, and then like we were hearing singles, and you're hearing like leaks of stuff that was about to come out in two thousand six. Or the year after it, okay. it's either five to oh five or oh six, and it was solid. All right. <laughs> yeah, I want to I want to revisit that. We'll talk about like these these best year these slept on years in hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so what I want to ask you now is what were the runner ups that, that, Ooh, <laughs> that you left off this list? Um, and no set number. If you got one, two, or you got another five, whatever. You yeah, do. we're good. Um, so one of the slept on joints from mine was daughters by Nas. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that definitely did something for me. Cause I think it came out the exact year, 2012 when my daughter was born, my oldest. Yeah. Um, so that one definitely kind of hit for me, but um, I was debating. It was kind of like, depending on the day, you know what I mean? Like that one will be in my top five uh, yeah, for yeah. most influential, but. Um, that's low key when I'm, I, the, not low key. That's top three of Nas albums in my opinion. Life is good. Mm-hmm. I can that's, agree. That's my one of my favorite Nas albums. I'm just going to say one of, just yeah. to, to caveat it right now. I would, yeah. I would go to bat to say that's my favorite Nas album. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can roll with that. Um, Chameleonaire won't let you down. Uh, that was on my list. Uh, you know, that's one of those, like I said, college, you know, I was having a little rough patch in college and that was just one of those motivational songs. Like he was just kind of talking some, talking some shit on that one that made me like, Ooh, yeah, I'm about to go get this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to hustle and get after my, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, those two. And then I think, Oh man, I had the watcher, the watcher two on there. Mm, yeah. Um, Jay Z, Dre, and Rakim. Um, I had that on there, and like I said, just depending on the week, you know what I mean. But that 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 first Jay Z versus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember talking to people about because I like Rakim's verse too, and people were like, "Oh, that's a whack Rakim verse." I'm like, no, it's what? Not. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> Hell no. I think I was arguing with somebody on Nawride.com or something about that shit, you yeah. know, years ago. Like y'all are bugging. <laughs> uh, that's just yeah. tight. I think those three. Like I had some common that I was thinking about. Dreamer believer. I had some mm-hmm. yeah. some evidence or some field mob that I was trying to think of. Um, there's a bunch in there. We, maybe we can revisit and do like, what's your what's your five this week? <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. This week something, but for sure, for sure. yeah, that's kind of what I had. What, what were um, what were yours? So the there's there's a bunch, but um, the ones that stand out right now is and. I'm, uh, Lupe Fiasco, Madonna, and other mothers from the hood. Ooh. That song is too, too great, too deep, too complex. It's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we won't have to talk about it in great detail. I might save that for another conversation. But all the little video game metaphors and the the yeah. child metaphors, the growing up metaphors, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a that's a one of my favorite Lupe songs ever. All right. Um, I thought about. Uh, Skew it on the Barbie. That was probably the first Outkast song that I yeah. really loved. Had Raekwon on it, you know, and and they all all went in and and Andre again. That was one of his yeah. probably one of his best verses. Yeah. Yo, is that a man? Is that one uh, produced by Organized Noise too? I think so. I'm not sure. I believe so though. I think they did most of that album. Yeah, that's a that's a good track. That's a good track. Okay, but go ahead, continue. And then. Uh, the yeah. last one, you know, is uh, it's another. It would be kind of another wild card, but DJ Quick tonight. It's what my mom used to listen to. Ooh. One of the songs I, she's. I remember listening to with her, and when I was uh, a youth, a young youth <laughs> kid, you know, yeah. she uh, she she was a big DJ Quick fan, so mm-hmm. listen to that song a lot. Yeah, I was. I had some that I was thinking about too. Like they're influential because, like, you know, your moms or your dad played them just all the yeah. time. Like I had some SWV. 
yeah, yeah. There, like, you know, <laughs> some escape on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, from like way back in the day, but yeah. Okay. Those are good. Those are good. Like sleepers on there. Those are good. Like yeah. I thought about putting something from Malibu on mm-hmm. there, or um, even the Pimp a Butterfly. But uh, I just like let me not overthink this right now. There, I could go on forever, obviously. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And Little Brother too. That was one that I probably should have brought in because yeah. I had little brother too, and I was like, I couldn't find one that just stuck out. Cause like with little brother, I think it was more the albums as a whole that kind of did something. Like the minstrel show definitely did something. And I don't want to, and because of my love for little brother, I don't want to isolate it to just like a moment. Like we're going to have to have another episode just kind of giving flowers to little brother. But uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Cool, cool. All right, man. Well, that was a, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, that was fun. A little exercise. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I like I like going back and playing some of that old music. So that was that was really cool. Um man, there's somebody like going nuts outside my window with their car. It's like for what? It's it's 30 degrees outside. What are you doing? It's Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Go to church. Yeah. Listen to music. All right, man. Well, any other topics? Anything else you wanted to get into, or you know, we're good to go? Yeah, no, I did want to um, talk about Dre a little bit, you know, everything he's going through. I really wish mm-hmm. him well. Um, I hope he comes through this all right. I know that those things can be very serious, um, but I'm sure he's got, got great doctors taking care of him. And um, might be nice to talk a little bit about. That's a funny pun. The what? You said he's got gotcha. great doctors. Yeah, anyways, I'll leave it alone. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I hope he I hope he pulls through well and and that he's healthy and he can you know get back to to doing what he does. But uh, yeah, for sure, for everybody's sake, his family and his friends and everybody. But it'd be nice to talk about his music a little bit, you know. So if you have like a favorite Dre track or something, we mm-hmm. can talk through that. <laughs> yeah, definitely prayers up to Dre. Um, I don't know, first track that comes to mind when I'm thinking of Dre. Um, I feel like it's something off of the chronic well it's not like there's so much albums out there but yeah um yeah it's just that first that boom 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 like it's just that when i think of dre i instantly kind of hear that in the background as um you know like theme music to your thoughts you know what i'm saying yeah 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 dre is uh dre is extremely influential dre is somebody who is always going to be on my like somewhere in my top five producers um i was trying to look for the hbo doc with him and jimmy not jimmy is it not jimmy um jimmy i mean yeah yeah it is jimmy okay i was trying to look for that hbo doc i couldn't find it anymore but that 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 doc is fantastic i don't know okay. if you saw it but, I, I haven't seen it no no i remember people were telling me about it i just never came around to it yet but yeah it's called the defiant ones mm-hmm. it's it's really good man it's really good then there's a clip in there where he's like playing with some old Marvin Gaye vocals. Um, <laughs> man, yeah, that's nuts, man. It definitely prayers awesome. up to Dre. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, a lot of things come to mind. I think I hear different eras because, you know, my mom was a listening to NWA so mm-hmm. when I was young. And so that, that stands out to me. Um, and then just like being in California as a kid when the chronic came out and like just what that did for everybody, it was just that time was it's like there it, it is the soundtrack to that time. 
right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for, for me at least. Um, uh, and then, um, you know, even 2001, like it has a lot of great songs in there. Um, and that's kind of came out when I was moving to Texas. So yeah, it, everybody was listening to a year, you know, and it's a lot of influential stuff on there too. Um, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I don't know, Dre's everywhere, I feel like. Like he's always been sprinkled throughout, you know, yeah, yeah. pop history, music history in general. Um, he gets a lot of respect for like how sharp and, and tact- tactical like the music sounds. It's always been mastered. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about it is like if he's if he's involved in the project, you know it's gonna be like crisply, perfectly mastered and brought together. Yeah. And everything's gonna sound like like a doctor, like surgical, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> um, so amazing stuff. Uh, yeah. But get well soon, Dre. You know, stay healthy. Get yep. healthy. For sure. Good stuff. Cool, man. Good yeah. stuff. Well, um, it's been real. Great convo today. For sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Next time, we are going to get to even more music and even more, you know, nerding out combos about hip-hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And such. Getting to some some deeper dives on, on something. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out. Show. It'll be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, it's been real. I'm going to holler at you. All right, man. Peace. Thanks again. Yep. All right, y'all. This is Seth and DJ, and you've been listening to Theme Music to a Podcast.